0: thanos killed half my joy but that trailer did not get me going like the other ones have it was cool don't get me wrong but the second trailer for endgame was a little i don't know it's starting to ring hollow maybe it'll keep happening more and more trailers i watch for this movie
1: it was a bit more somber a bit more we marched to our deaths
0: very much so and the first trailer for Endgame was like that, too.
1: Until Scott Lang showed up. Until
0: then, yeah. And I feel like that's the formula now. Serious, serious, serious. Show, title card, one joke, and then it's coming to theaters. Such and such date.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. It's like, guys, we're really serious, we're really serious. We can joke a little bit, but we're really serious.
0: Also interesting, maybe you can tell me more. About the red costumes.
1: I, I'm not sure. That's that's a stylistic choice that I am uh, unsure of.
0: I like it. Like, I think it's cool. Like, blood of your enemies, dip your cloak in fallen comrades' blood, and wear it as a badge of honor sort of thing. I get the concept behind it.
1: I, I don't think they're red. I think they're white to look like, you know, astronauts and stuff like that. I think everything was just red to look like maybe the Avengers logo?
0: No, like, that's the thing. Like... I think it's white to symbolize the ash of all people who, like, faded away. And the mm. red is the the vengeance, the blood. Like, all the black and white snapshots from the back only showed the red colors.
1: What did Tony Stark say in the first movie? We may not be able to save the world, but you can be sure, damn sure, we'll avenge it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I did call it. I called it the second we walked out of Captain Marvel. I bet Thor is going to like her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know who I like? Who? You.
0: Because I'm Elizabeth.
1: And I'm Aaron. And And we're we're married married to to the idea. idea. Wow, that flowed a lot better than I thought it was going to. You
0: kept up. I'm very impressed with you. Uh, Yeah,
1: I I am too. (laughs) Today's show, though a little strange, is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a thirty-day trial membership. Just go to Audible com slash Married to the Idea and browse the on selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to Audibletrial.com slash Married to the Idea. So <laughs>
0: You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can email us your ideas at married to the idea reviews at gmail.com. And if you forget any of those links, you can just visit our website, married to the com for all of those and more. We are also on Patreon at slash married to the idea. If you want to get behind the scenes snippets, uh, trailer reaction videos, that aren't part of a podcast, <laughs> and other cool things. Just visit the Patreon page to learn more.
1: If you just like giving us that sweet, sweet money.
0: That sweet, sweet dosh.
1: So, we're ramping up, guys. This is uh, this is the second to last movie of uh, Phase 3. Don't know exactly how they plan on topping Phase 3, but...
0: That's the really big question, I think, that's posed most by Captain Marvel, because I feel like a lot of people are saying... Late in the game for an origin movie, but that's all it's going to be after Phase Three. Well,
1: look at Captain America: The First Avenger. Like everyone else's movie was a uh, origin movie too. Like, save for the Hulk, everyone else had some sort of origin, or had they were involved in some sort of movie.
0: But they didn't do an Avengers movie until all of them had been introduced. Besides, for Hawkeye. And no, Hawkeye would, was introduced the, in, in their own movie. Everyone had their own movie before. Black, an, Black
1: Widow, Hulk, and uh, Hawkeye.
0: Hulk had three movie tries. He, he's fine.
1: Two movie tries <laughs> uh, and got recast tw- uh, three times. But they
0: did a the very good job of the noticeable n- name brand characters all got their origin movies before they showed up in an Avengers movie. It wasn't like they all showed up and also the Guardians were there. Like, who are you? You didn't have a movie yet. So, so far they've been very good about you do an origin movie or some sort of tie-in movie before you show them in an ensemble Avengers movie. Well,
1: you could say that it was a strange step to introduce Black Panther in Civil War and then have his own movie afterwards.
0: That's right. They did do it opposite that way. I appreciate that. I think Black Panther is a better movie than Civil War. And it's okay that it came second. But that's right. You know, maybe it's because Black Panther, his movie and his character seem to exist outside of the Avengers universe. That it doesn't have to be a blatant tie-in. He is tied in, but he has his own compelling story. I feel like most people, the, the closer we get to Endgame, the harder it is to introduce people that way and i don't think anyone would have been happy if Captain marvel had just showed up in endgame without any sort of backstory to speak of
1: well like her introduction was the small snippet of a cameo not even a cameo the the reference at the very very end of the very very last um
0: post credit scene
1: thank you to
0: make her that important i think that's why black panther was not supremely important in civil war he was a component, but he was not the end-all, be-all to save the day. And then you could have a sh- his story afterwards. Kat- Marvel is different. They are portraying her as what's going to turn this whole thing around, that she was the last resort that Nick Fury had. The only hero who could come to save the day. And I think that's very telling of Marvel's overall plan. And again, I have to wonder how much less flack she would have received if we had gotten a female-led Marvel superhero movie three or five years ago.
1: That wasn't Captain Marvel. Anything. That that, that had this kind of significance.
0: Anything at all, just to show that it could be done, just to be like, okay, well, all these heroes are important – and here's another one. How about one that's been here since the very beginning? We're never going to get that Black Widow standalone movie. Sorry, guys. Um, oh,
1: apparently we are, and it's not going to be Scarlett Johansson.
0: It's, and people are going to have like a... Thanks, thanks ScarJo, for giving us 15 years of your life to these movies. Now, uh, fuck off. We're going to go do our own thing with some other young 20-something because you're too old to play it now.
1: Well, the last I heard about it, the current front runner to be a young black widow is emma watson
0: guys i view emma watson as a net positive she's on a global scale a good person and she's trying to make good things happen in our world today and i appreciate that please stop letting her near movies i don't care anymore let her go be an activist i just She's not brought anything interesting to the table since Hermione Granger. And that's not her fault, to be fair. She was cast at a very young age to fill a very specific role for the majority of her growing up life. The fact that she emerged with any sort of career is commendable and good for her. (laughs) Never see Rupert Grint. Never see him. Where is Rupert
1: Grint? Uh, um, He's been in a few uh, very interesting projects um, he was in a movie with uh, Bill Nye, not Bill Nye the Science Guy, but Bill Nye, or Bill Nye, um, uh, Davy Jones from the uh, Pirates movies, uh, about an aging assassin who decides not to kill his latest target and like ends up on the run with her, and Rupert Grant is his like sorta protege or quasi protege, and at one point Bill Nye's character is like you know, I might be gay, but I don't, I'm not sure. And he's like, he's like questioning, but he's, he's asking this of Rupert Grint while well, Rupert Grant is taking a bath. So Rupert Grant goes, and he stands up real quick. And he's just like, all right, here is a young naked male form. Are you sexually attracted to this? He goes, no, actually I'm not. I guess I'm not gay, and it's just it's so like it's so such a bizarre scene. And
0: what is with all these Harry Potter boys wanting to get naked?
1: Well, it's like when you're with Disney and you leave Disney, and you're like, oh my god, I can do anything! Like go on the MTV movie or a Music Awards and rub my ass up against Robin Thicke. You know, it's I just,
0: suppose so. I suppose it's rather similar.
1: It's it's really strange. But Rupert Grant was also in a series. Uh, where he was in a kind of a dead end job and thought he had cancer. So people started, like, actually treating him nicely and they, like, raised money for him. And then he realizes that he doesn't have cancer.
0: Isn't that the same plot of Adam Sandler's Happy People or something?
1: No. Happy People is basically a stupid version of um, uh, the movie where. The Roaring Twenties. Um, the, the Great fi- Gatsby? Yeah, it's like, because like, the whole cancer thing is in the first 20 minutes, half hour, and then it's never really spoken of again.
0: Yeah, so so what's the pre-Great Gatsby then? <laughs>
1: uh, the fact that Seth... Oh, crap, I'm forgetting his name. Rogan. Seth Rogan's character is kind of like the main character from The Great Gatsby, and Adam Sandler's character is like the... Uh, is like Gatsby's character. Because he's in love o- with someone else's wife and-, and
0: that is the only time that Adam Sandler will ever be compared to Leonardo DiCaprio in any context.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah. Rupert Grant's done some things um as well.
0: What were we talking about?
1: I don't remember. Are there
0: superheroes?
1: Yeah, let's let's hop. Okay, back okay.
0: Back. back to back to superheroes. Okay. Let's,
1: let's get this train back on its tracks.
0: Okay. Uh <laughs> I think that it is not Captain Marvel's fault. (laughs) And that could encompass a myriad of things. Um, But as with so many things, we aren't allowed just to have a movie just exists in the zeitgeist it has to have cultural significance and importance with all capital letters and especially being another female-led superhero film like wonder woman it for some reason has to live up to all of the same standards and still be a forefront while no other movie kind of gets treated in that manner no one says Well, Ant-Man and the Wasp wasn't as good as Ant-Man, and therefore it is garbage. Like, no, I mean, that was fun, but it's not as good, but that's okay. No, if Captain Marvel fails, it's because female-led movies are a terrible idea, and we should never trust them, and no one cares about female protagonists. It's always a big to-do.
1: Why? And I, I don't understand that as a hetero male who enjoys comics. I've never understood that. I didn't enjoy Tank Girl, but that was because Tank Girl was a really really strange movie and it wasn't well directed or well produced. The character it w- wasn't because of the character. A, or yeah, yeah, the like character
0: has enjoyed a really long life within the comics as this punk rocker chick riding out in a dystopian future. Like she has her own thing and the fact that the movie was tried to make be made in the 90s i think has some of the problems and then
1: ice cube is a kangaroo person
0: all these weird weird things yeah it had it had to have a weirder director a take on that role A
1: weirder yet more organized director
0: yes uh some sort of Watiti sort of genius Ooh. to like take on that or some guillermo okay. del toro to invent some uh, crazy yeah. art direction yeah
1: But I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. But the thing is, is I don't understand why people have to come back and say, because this failed, this means that a woman-led project or woman-directed project or a black person-directed project or a black person-led project can no longer be in existence. Because guess what, guys? Plenty of white male shit has failed over the years, and yet... No
0: one ever talks about the failings of our culture when another Transformers movie gets made. (laughs) We all sigh and say, oh, not again, but we don't ever say this is an indictment upon our society.
1: I mean, it is. It
0: is, and we should talk about that more, but I wish... And I agree with you, Erin, in that I don't know why. I understand why, but I don't like it that it keeps happening. It's not really fair. And I think that a movie should be allowed, a movie should be able to have cultural significance, but it should not be judged solely on that purpose. If every movie had to have a cultural impact, superhero movies might have gone extinct a long time ago.
1: The movie that you and I refuse to stop talking about, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, stars, but stars a black person as a black kid in the first movie adaptation, starring this character directed by two white guys. No one is talking about that. Why? Because this movie is so amazing beyond that. We don't
0: care. But we see, like, that's the crazy thing, Aaron. The reason why no one's talking about it is because it is close to perfection if the movie was not this close to perfection we would be making a lot larger of a fuss about it because you can't just have a meh movie when there's this mulch, 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 much cultural <laughs> importance riding on its shoulders. And you kind of thought, didn't we already do this whole thing with one woman? Hadn't we already talked about the whole, oh, feminist agenda. Women are driving out male superheroes. have not we already, like, discussed this with one woman yeah. years ago? And yet somehow, Captain Marvel shows up and we have to have the exact same conversation again to the point that people are taking the movie before it even comes out. Thank you, Ron Tomatoes, for doing the bare minimum that you could to. do and say you know what maybe the general public shouldn't be allowed to review a movie that hasn't come out yet just saying
1: yeah I that has never made sense to me in the first place but also women' superheroes are outplacing men' super are you kidding me what I I enjoy reading about women superheroes. I enjoy going out and seeing the cover of uh, Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel and seeing Kamala Khan on there. I enjoy seeing that Hawkeye is a woman now because that's awesome. What we've had the reins. We came up with Calendar Man, <laughs> who is still kind of an interesting villain. <laughs> But it's calendar, man. Come on. Condiment, man. I, I, it's come on. We've had our time.
0: It's the great fallacy that because we want a space at the table, people who are already at the table think, oh, that's one less space. When what we would rather do is just have a bigger table with more seats we don't want to replace we want to just be included at the table and the fact that we are spending nearly 20 minutes of before we even talk about the actual movie is an <laughs> indictment of how much this movie got bogged down in real world politics before it even came out
1: i was i i won't lie i was a little afraid walking into this movie because of the the facebook reviews i should say the paragraphs of Oh, I didn't care for this movie and blah, blah, blah. I didn't read them all and I skimmed them mostly because I didn't want the movie ruined for me. I wanted to go into it with fresh eyes. But I wouldn't say it was overwhelmingly negative, but it wasn't overwhelmingly positive either. Like with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or even Bohemian Rhapsody, I knew with those movies going into them, though of course we still have yet to see Bohemian Rhapsody, which is just an absolute sin at this point, that I was going to enjoy the movie simply because of everyone else saying it. I was hoping I would enjoy this movie, and I'll give you a spoiler, I did enjoy the movie, probably a little bit more than the general consensus, but... I don't understand about half of the the gripes against it, you know? I maybe it's because I had a more of an open mind, but I not everyone I saw on who was griping about it are the male elitists, the 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 stupid guys who were like, I'm a I'm a virgin but not by choice.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah Those awful, awful people on the the internet.
1: Like like Nazis but a step above.
0: above nazis they
1: they're not they're almost as bad as nazis but not quite there <laughs> so not not all of the people who I uh, I don't really yeah, associate us, with anybody. Let's like that, say that but, not
0: everyone who didn't like this movie is now a Nazi. I don't think Aaron means to equate no, the two no. of those things. And,
1: and that's the thing: if you have <laughs> if you didn't like the movie, you are not wrong. There are plenty of reasons, maybe not to have enjoyed the movie. But if you enjoyed the movie, there are plenty of reasons to do so. I myself have quite a few reasons that I enjoyed the movie and why I saw other people who enjoyed it more so than me.
0: Most of the problems I think we're going to experience in uh, the movies that are coming out this year and within the future plans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are because of the tight timeline. We can't feel emotionally impacted about Gamora's death because she's just going to come back. We can't feel like we're going to know this character because she was introduced just so she could show up in this next movie. We can't get too sad or attached or invested just because we know they have to churn out three to four of these every year by clockwork and they are already pre-production movies that haven't even been announced yet that depend upon storylines we can't even conceive and have to continue to bank their super bankable uh, actors
1: so yeah that's i wasn't even thinking about that at all during this movie (laughs) Like I'm one who makes connections, like ooh, ah, ooh, ah," but I didn't even think of that at all during this. So you're sitting, you're telling me that you're sitting there. and like, and going, oh, so they're doing this to do that, to do this to do that to do this.
0: No, I think that for one thing, I love that they said it in the '90s. They do a really good job of not letting it be the stereotype of the 90s. They just kind of let that play quietly in the filing systems that they have the secret government agencies in the blockbuster videos and (laughs) wearing a nine inch nails t-shirt with flannel tied around your waist. Just these little quiet things, Uh, young Nick Fury and how he got his eye patch and all of these things that are all these little tie ins. I, I enjoyed that. I'm glad they did it back in the day and not right now and try to work in the convoluted timeline that is the mcu where all these world ending cataclysms happen within six months of each other but i will say the fact that she is showing up now is in direct relation to what endgame is doing and if it isn't i don't know why they waited this long then if she has nothing to do with how they defeat Thanos, it was ridiculous to wait this long to introduce her. If you were actually going to introduce her,
1: I mean, there's a hundred and one reasons why they didn't introduce her until now. Because a, they didn't have the right director. B, the right storyline. Because there's been multiple iterations of Captain Marvel at this point. It's hard. It's hard to say this because I don't want to. I don't want to feed the trolls or I don't want to agree with the trolls, but. I mean, probably one of the biggest reasons that it's, they've waited this long, besides storyline, is probably because that a woman-led movie, especially superhero movie, in the past have not done well.
0: I would not be surprised in the slightest if they had Captain Marvel in their pocket just waiting to see how one woman did, and the instant it did well, they said, okay, we can do this now, kind of like... Maybe because Black Panther did so well, the Cyborg standalone movie is going to happen now. Like, they're just waiting on each other to see who's going to make the first stride.
1: I have no idea if that movie's even being made or not. There's
0: something about it. I mean, we didn't even see Aquaman. We really don't give two flips about the DCU right now. Yeah.
1: I I do want to see Shazam, but mostly because of Zachary Levi. Just
0: because of Zachary Levi, because it looks fun. Which yeah. the DCEU desperately needs, and every one of its movies just a bit of humanity really is what it needs. Well,
1: and that's what Marvel has been doing well with is those those palate cleansers. The Guardians movie, the first Guardians movie, the Ant Man, the um, There's another uh, Thor three, uh, Thor Ragnarok was a palate cleanser. Even as dark as Thor three was, it was still a palate cleanser with all the humor that it had in it.
0: Would you classify? Captain Marvel, I
1: as a palate cleanser. I think no, it's both.
0: It's furthering a story arc, but because it takes place nearly thirty years before the events of the movie we're about to see, it is a bit of a palate cleanser. We are able to say, "Oh, these are fun. I like her character. I'm just enjoying her origin story." Uh, and while it gives us a glimpse at her powers, we have no idea how much she has evolved in the thirty years that she has been gone from Earth.
1: Well, we know she hasn't aged. Yeah.
0: I tell you what, because I we really well, have we know, not even we know talked she, about this we know, movie we, yet.
1: Well, we know that she uh, that she she leaves at the end of the movie, spoilers, uh, sort of to to go into space. Does that mean it's time to take a make a trip to the money zone?
0: <laughs> we can't use that, Aaron. That's oh, trademarked. Damn, it.
1: Trademarked by my, my brother, my brother and I me. Mean. Uh, we gotta we... make our own trademark then to I mean, we don't really make money off of it yet, but uh, <laughs> Well then I think our the trademark the money area, the the money dome.
0: <laughs> the the dome. Uh the sponsor dome. <laughs> the
1: sponsor dome. That kind of actually kinda works. There
0: we go. You can Two if...
1: sponsors enter. One sponsor leaves. We
0: do offer a tier on our Patreon where we will actually hawk whatever project or talking point that you want during the sponsor dome inside the sponsor dome but i
1: kind of like that
0: thank you see i did it only took us three seasons to get here Aaron, why don't you tell us about our sponsor and our recommended book of the week
1: well in our sponsor dome uh currently reigning supreme is audible uh who is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership just go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea. Get started today. And it is married. T.O. The idea. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news comedy, like us, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Uh, and the book that we are suggesting today, uh, because Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, or Verse as she's known for a while in the movie, is a pilot in the Air Force. So we thought, oh, who's one of the most famous women pilots of all time? Why, that's Amelia Earhart. And there just so happens to be a very good book called East to the Dawn, The Life of Amelia Earhart by Susan Butler, narrated by Anna Fields, that you can get with the 30-day free trial membership. So if you want that book, you just got to go on, get that trial membership. From audibletrial.com slash Married to the Idea.
0: If you're interested at all in Amelia Earhart, uh, I would recommend the comic series Elsewhere. It supposes that Amelia Earhart did not die on her last voyage, but rather was sucked into a parallel dimension where she has to fight to survive. And it's wonderfully illustrated and super fun and enjoyable. Highly recommend it.
1: There's also some kids books like Who Was Amelia Earhart or I Am Amelia Earhart <laughs> if you want the the kiddies to learn a little bit more.
0: I really do enjoy the humanity part of Captain Marvel. I think that's what makes her so important. Oh, we're,
1: we're stepping out of the sponsor Dome then?
0: <laughs> well, there's no challengers.
1: Uh, that's true. Maybe you can be a challenger, dear listener.
0: I really do dig the way the movie tells a convoluted way of revealing its character starts off with her with this character we don't know on an alien planet but she looks human but her counterparts aren't and then we start getting these flashbacks of her past but they aren't her past because she says they aren't her past and then she gets thrown to earth and it's the 90s so it's a difficult line to tread. I say it mainly succeeds with doing the throw you into the deep end sort of storytelling for an origin story. It doesn't have to hold your hand throughout the whole thing, it lets you infer. And I do appreciate that. Could have been done a little better, yeah, but I think it's at least more interesting than most superhero origin stories, which are pretty basic front to back. Well, yes. Yes
1: and no. Um, I mean, I liked Captain America's first movie because I like World War II era movies. and Don't we all? And I liked the, the, the character of Captain America. Thor's was a little bit more Shakespearean. In fact, the director, Kenneth Branagh, who I just absolutely enjoy, even said that it's almost Shakespearean to begin with. And I think that's why, you know, Tom Hiddleston was such a great Loki and to begin with most
0: ancient mythologies play off that high drama high stakes sort of feel so i think he picked the right way to deliver that
1: do you know that zachary levi was supposed to be the character that he was in that he was in uh thor 2 and then thor ragnarok in the first thor but couldn't make the movie filming schedule work
0: zachary levi was his archer friend right
1: uh more like a errol flynn kind of swashbuckler that's it
0: that's it okay Mm -hmm. boy these universes are getting more and more interwarped and convoluted
1: yeah because the the guy who replaced him couldn't make the filming schedule for the second movie because he was doing something else and then zachary levi oh he can hop back into it so funnily enough But I don't know what the best quote-unquote origin story movie I mean, it's is. gotta be Iron Man. I I mean, it was the first one. It's the one, first one, but it but did it's well. Not, is it well. Is it inherently the best beca- just because it was the first? No,
0: definitely not. But I think that it treats the mythology at the time in a way that made sense for our current climate. They updated him so he wasn't being held by Ruskies or whatever. Like, they made it like, oh, these are actually like terrorist videos we've seen he's literally being held in a cave and being forced to make weapons it was dark and gringy without being dc dark and gringy it had after a while color back to it and robert Downey jr plays that character flawlessly it has that, it
1: has that snark that dc be, or not dc that marvel becomes known for so i i mean yeah i can see that but Captain Marvel does some really good things.
0: I like her snark better because she enjoys it. Tony Stark, you always get the feeling like he's not enjoying it. He just likes making people feel uncomfortable, that that's where his snark emanates from. Doctor Strange has no idea about human interaction at all. He just doesn't get it. So it's nice to see Carol Danvers just enjoying making jokes. And, and laughing when they land the way that she wants them to.
1: The performance put forth by Brie Larson is a very unique one. It's not my favorite performance in the um, Marvel Universe, but it's not bad. I thought, honestly, I was going to dislike it more than I did because when she's allowed to be, I, don't, I guess when uh, more so when she's allowed to be Carol Danvers and she's not trying to look, like uber tough and everything like that there's a personality that shines bright but when she has to look tough it's almost artificial i don't know if it's if it's the brie larson or if it's the director because like the very inspirational scene of the stand-up i felt more inspired by the girls uh, who were sh- who were playing carol neighbors as younger as standing up or whenever they're standing up i felt more inspired but whenever Brie Larson did it. It was like she was overcompensating a little bit. Like I was more. I felt she was more powerful when she was humanistic and had that personality. And no, it's not. Oh come on, sweetie, smile more. <laughs> it's not that bullshit. It's it's a weird it's a weird acting thing. And honestly, Brie Larson is a hell of a good actress. And truth be told, like this is this isn't like. Oh my God! They did a terrible casting job. I'm honestly, I'm waiting. I'm I'm excited to see her in other projects or other directors as Captain Marvel to see maybe if it's the, if it was the director.
0: I just think they didn't know how to juggle this uh, fish out of water story with a person discovering their true power story. And in the end, they kind of throw the fish out of water story completely out of the way as soon as she gets to Earth. It doesn't matter much that she's in a blockbuster. She's confused, but more so, like, I've been to other planets. I know that everyone has different customs when I get there. I'm not so surprised. I'm going to talk with these people. She figures out how to call back home using a payphone almost immediately. So she's completely capable in this situation. Unlike a Thor, where he comes to Earth, has no idea what's going on, and still tries to use all of his customs. He or she hooks up with uh, Fury, and they manage to understand each other very well. And she never makes him feel like a dummy for being a human.
1: Yeah, like... I love the interactions between Marvel and and Fury; those felt completely genuine, and I and I, I'm gonna give I'm definitely giving that to Brie Larson and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. This character is has fit Samuel L. Jackson from the beginning, but also Sammy J got to be a lot more loose and got to be a little bit more. You saw like, the origins and, of
0: Nick Fury, and you saw this really. Wonderful side of him. He's not gonna be this way in any of the other movies with any of the other characters. Not even Maria Hill. His like second fan. Not even Coulson. And it was so nice to see Coulson again.
1: Yeah, it was so cute.
0: It was completely genuine and cool to see his human side as opposed to the the badass eye patch guy we've seen this entire way thus far. She's like his friend. They they part ways in the movie as friends, and it makes total sense now that he would have. Her beeper on him, at all times, just in case.
1: Yeah, like that. I honestly like. I think like when he leaves the end of the day, like the two two most important things are his eye patch, and the beeper.
0: Yeah, always gotta make sure I have both those.
1: Yeah, and honestly, there are some very inspirational things, and in the the saying that um, just kind of kept ringing in my head, especially near the end, was. Uh, You might fall down 99 times, but as long as you stand up that hundredth time, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and they do a really nice job of not saying that emotionality will get the better of her. Sometimes with a female superhero, or with any superhero, they say, tamp down your emotionality, conceal, don't feel. (laughs) Like,
1: control your emotions and you can control your powers.
0: And this way, they're trying to remove the humanity from her, but by letting her embrace her humanity she becomes infinitely more powerful than any of them in any context and i think they did a very very good job of making it believable that she has the power to destroy an entire fleet of spaceships and that she's enjoying every second of it as she learns more and more about her powers
1: it's, it's a really fun scene when she's beating up. I mean, we're going to slap a big old spoilers on this anyways, right? Well, I already
0: said she defeats an entire Space Force, so I feel like I've already let the cat out of the bag on this one. I, You know what? I don't even know. Obviously, we're going to talk about the end of the movie, but it's so hard because if you've seen... Endgame, well, if you've seen the trailers for Endgame, if you've seen any other content, you already know that she's showing up. You already know what she looks like. You already know that she's going to make it through this movie and show up 30 years later at the next Avengers movie. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some fun little things about, you know, We'll keep secret Goose's nature and how Sammy J got his eye patch and some fun oh, things, yeah. which are fun for you, the viewer. Yeah, to yeah, well, yeah. We won't, we won't. We'll like... talk, let's talk about this story and about her development as a character because yeah. that's there, there's there's a
1: scene where she's fighting people. And she's discovering her powers or the the more the extent of her powers because she's always been able to use her powers, but not to this extent. And she's like knocking herself off her feet and she's like excited about it. And it's really shining through. Like she'll like blast someone and like she kind of gets knocked down and she's like, like it's thrilling to her. And it's and it's it's a fun scene to watch.
0: I like the switcheroo that they do. I got to read the. New graphic novel arc, the new comic arc for Captain Marvel late last year. And it's different than the MCU, but the idea behind it is that the Kree are not the perfect shining paragon of virtues in the universe that we think they are. Uh, There's also weird things about Peter Quill's lineage, so it doesn't really have any relevance to the movie discussion. But I like that this whole plot turns into realizing that just because it seems to be the right thing to do doesn't mean it actually is and just because people look different doesn't mean that they are evil even if you're a green alien that doesn't mean that you are inherently an evil person and it's a nice little quiet comment i I appreciate that most of its social commentary is a quiet nod as opposed to a beat you over the head sort of thing the girl power is all delicately understated but it's not subtext it's actual text and the stuff about uh, appearances being deceiving. So I appreciate both of those points, as opposed to just being very easy to say, oh, look, another disposable alien force that's ravaging the galaxy. Oh, they all have a hive mind? How convenient. Let's just take (laughs) out the big ship. (laughs) (laughs) They do a very good job of making the villain of the movie likable. And at first you think, oh, why do I like him? He's not supposed to be charming. He's a bad guy. And there's yeah. a reason for that. Okay, yeah. By the end, I appreciate that she has so thoroughly decimated every opponent that's come up before her. And she doesn't give in to any macho male posturing. <laughs> uh, also, big, big Big kudos to not being Hero Vite's slightly more powerful version of themself for the climax, like every freaking Marvel movie ever.
1: Yeah, like Venom fell into it. uh, Hulk fell into it. Guardians
0: of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Iron Man, like all of them. It just keeps happening. Uh,
1: Iron Man, yeah. Yep. Uh, Iron Man 3 wasn't as bad about it, but Yeah. I mean, Iron Man 3 but wasn't that a great. Iron Man 3 is a mess of a movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 1 were definitely that. Even Iron Thor, Man 1. technically.
0: Is, uh, it's a lot. Just everyone seems to be that. And this one does a very good job of showing, nope, we're actually going to have her just bugger off for all of these people that were originally the people who she could not defeat and spar with she's now so far beyond their league that she's gonna go and just deal with this invading space force like, be back
1: i don't have time to deal I, with you i have
0: no time <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go up and defeat the whole cosmos and then i will be back
1: <laughs> so i
0: oh sorry i like there is one thing <sighs> that i was just thinking of when i was watching this i was looking to see if there are any tells like when we watched wonder woman you could tell that wonder woman was uh directed and shot by a woman's perspective. Because there are no lingering upshot looks and down cleavage looks and she's just a normal person doing kick-ass things and that's just cool. And so I was watching this really carefully to see how they would do that because Natasha Romanoff has been... It was in the very first appearance highly like, ooh, sexy black cat suited assassin yeah. lady. Captain Marvel does not fall into that. I don't think there's a single instance where she's shot in a way that's like, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable as a woman. So kudos to them again on doing that. But I think in doing that, I finally figured out why this movie isn't as visually, no, not even that, not just not as interesting as One Woman was. And I think that's because it has to fit within the Marvel brand. It's decking itself out in the 90s, but in the end, she's going to wear a suit that looks remarkably like everyone else's suit in this universe, even though they all have different tailors because they come from different parts of the galaxy. (laughs) It is shot like every other Marvel movie. And Wonder Woman had enough of a distinct voice in its director that it did not feel like a DCEU movie. It felt like its own thing. And that's why I think Suicide Squad and uh, Justice League both failed because they look like they have to fit the brand of the company as opposed to just oh, being their they own had, thing. They had a many of other, other things, but also that. that that dark, gritty look. Captain Marvel could have been shot with so much more grunge or neon Technicolor or some flair of the '90s or just shot in perhaps a different way but we've seen an alien civilization through marvel's lens before in guardians of the galaxy so this one was nothing new we've seen the character put on like this suit that isn't a cat suit but conforms to the body well like it's armor but it's not with uh captain america and i i just just think we're we're hitting points of maximum saturation now where all of them just kind of look the same especially now they're all in white and red uh, suits in endgame hang on hang on all right (laughs) i gotta stop
1: you there because i i I have to disagree yes there is a marvel look but there's a marvel look because there isn't a marvel look the russo brothers look does not look like i'm i'm gonna mispronounce his name but thor ragnarok but thor ragnarok doesn't look like iron man 3 because iron man 3 doesn't look like uh captain america 1 captain america 1 doesn't look like guardians of the galaxy now here's the thing those movies stand out because they do have a distinct visual direction even with like ant-man or the joss whedon avengers like i think the joss whedon avengers is kind of like hey here's probably the most visually appealing but easiest to access of the marvel looks if you want to go that way but the reason that there is a quote-unquote marvel look is because yeah there is a marvel thought process behind it but captain america civil war does not look like captain america uh winter soldier
0: yeah, when I say when I say look, I mean even beyond costuming. and I'm not art talking, about costume. I'm I'm talking, talking about costuming. I'm talking about story beats. Synth. I'm, I'm talking, talking.
1: Yes, I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm agreeing with you on that, and I see what you're saying with Captain Marvel, and I will agree with you on that because I think if the director had taken a step further and had given this movie and its own distinct visual voice or own visuals, I think it would be stronger there there is a voice to it but it is kind of weak
0: yeah the parts where it drops that and becomes its own thing are where i think it does the best like when (laughs) when they disguise themselves as people on the subway and she has to like keep confronting different people as she moves through the cars or when she uh (laughs) <laughs> when her and Lieutenant Trouble change the colors of her costume to reflect the world that they live in. Like, there are these little humanistic moments throughout it, but then there are plot structures that are very similar to a lot of other Marvel movies that we have seen before.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like, there's ways to do it, and like, I think, you know, the because I, I keep forgetting how to say his name, the the director...
0: Takiyah Waititi?
1: Yes, uh, the director of Thor Ragnarok, he was able to showcase his voice, and showcase the Thor story together, he was able to balance it very well.
0: He only got to do that, though, because he got to take Thor off of his home planet of Asgard. Because Asgard looks exactly like Asgard has in all the other movies. So he took him as far away as possible to a garbage planet and said, my style now, and it works. But if you have to throw your character into something that makes visual sense for where the movies are going because it's on earth in the 90s then i think things have to stay rather homogenous
1: well that's the thing is is then make the Cree planet and make these other planets more alien yeah exactly. you know go more out there and, like make the scrolls look even more alien they look alien don't get me wrong they don't look just people with you know stuff plaster on their face they look alien but
0: and thank you, in God in heaven, for doing prosthetics and not cGI every mm-hmm. single alien creature. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and this and this does fall into it, but not every single movie falls into that category because Civil War does not look like Winter Soldier does not look like. Iron Man does not look like Thor Ragnarok does not look like Guardians
0: there are points when this movie has a distinct visual style I wish it had been able to execute it more thoroughly
1: see I don't I, I don't I, I again I got to disagree with you on that I don't think it had ever had its own distinct visual style I think it tried to and it never truly succeeded it's not a bad movie When she's
0: fighting the artificial intelligence, when she's flying in space with her mohawk hair, there's a lot of points where it...
1: But that, to me, that looks like anything else in the Marvel Universe. This isn't another movie or, like, this isn't another video game. This is just an offshoot to get back to. This isn't... Kingdom Hearts 3. This is Kingdom Hearts 2.5.
0: Ultimately, I think that's the Russo brothers' fault and Marvel's fault as opposed to Captain Marvel's fault.
1: Oh, I'm not blaming Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm not even blaming this director. I'm sure this director had the shackles thrown on them and were like, this is... You, Marvel you can do, is a tough you company You can do to option A or option 8.1. You know what? We're feeling generous. Option A.1.A. <laughs> like, like I'm sure they were given very little but and, and I'm sure they stretched as much as they could because there were some really cool moments that I don't know another director could have brought to the table. The but
0: soundtrack kicked ass.
1: Yeah, the soundtrack was pretty cool.
0: The character interactions were awesome. Mm-hmm. I really dig how she is one of the most powerful characters we've seen in the marvel universe and she's allowed to be par- powerful as opposed to scarlet witch who can literally bend reality and somehow doesn't just kick every person's butt every time she's on the stage
1: <laughs> so I, there this movie has its problems but this movie has its strengths i would say that this movie needed to shed its creep bloodline and embrace its humanity so I think the best way to close this out is I read this today. A uh, family was in a toy store or something like that. Oh, you saw this too? Yeah, go ahead. And the guy was asking his daughter what toys she wanted. She's, oh, I want Captain Marvel. And the guy grimaced and said, "Ugh, well, why don't you pick a real superhero instead of that princess? And the mother stepped up and said, honey, you get Captain Marvel. And then looked at the guy and said, shut the fuck <laughs> up, Greg so that's
0: my new mantra yeah (laughs) anytime i see someone being an asshole on the internet or not understanding that when i say male privilege i'm talking about systemic problems and not you specifically you one male you shut the fuck up greg (laughs) shut
1: the fuck up greg there can be more female superheroes there can be more female directors there can be more females there can be more Shut the fuck up, Greg.
0: How dare you say it's an either-or? How dare you limit the expanse of humanity to an either-or scenario? We can do anything the fuck we want. We went to the moon, for God's sakes. We can do anything we want.
1: If you were told it can only be these few white guys, you would say, but why can't I be included? Shut the fuck up, Greg. Shut the fuck up, Greg. Now, of course, these shut the fuck up Gregs don't pertain to any particular Greg. We know quite a few Gregs that are actually quite pleasant people. (sighs)
0: <sighs> the movie was fun
1: the movie was fun it made
0: me laugh and it made me cry and i consider a movie to be pretty good if it gets that out of me
1: i loved the um the costume uh i know that's kind of a weird thing to say but they did do that costume really well and that's not an easy one to do so um i was very uh very impressed with that and truth be told even with my little bit my little nagging bit about brie larson and like overcompensating trying to look badass the standing up scene is actually very very inspirational so it's so good I, I look forward to Brie Larson being Captain Marvel in more things because as much as I like Captain America the first Avenger it's not that strong Chris Evans as Captain Mar- Captain America became better throughout the other movies. So hopefully Brie Larson is able to grow and become a better Captain Marvel.
0: I hope they utilize her correctly because one of the main complaints about Avengers Infinity War was that there's too many characters and they can't all get screen time and importance in the movie. So in this one, literally you've eliminated half the cast (laughs) and you only have to introduce one new person can we do it can we give everyone enough screen time to make it a good movie can we finally just have oh just 20 minutes of Cameron just kicking Thanos's ass up and down the world just again and again and again I'm really glad they're red and white uniforms because the whole marketing of the title for endgame has been purple 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 and I'm like fuck you I don't care about him. Give me something better.
1: I'm doing this for everybody. Shut the fuck up, Thanos. Shut the
0: fuck up, Thanos. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The ultimate mansplainer, Thanos.
1: What was it? Uh, uh, Michael Scott said, uh, I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm ready. I'm ready for Endgame.
0: Uh, You know, it's not going to hurt as much as Infinity War did because they're going to retcon everything with this one. So... No, it's we'll just a matter see. of saying who they decide to stick the middle finger up to when you literally can reverse all of time and space who's gonna stay who's, dead yeah
1: who's gonna actually stay dead this time so one more final uh shut the fuck up greg
0: shut the fuck up thanos <laughs> we are earning that explicit tag something fierce today
1: if you guys have any ideas be sure to leave them in the comments below or to hop onto our facebook page and throw them onto there. Um, and be sure to check out all of our links. And please, please give us money. <laughs>
0: we need more money. How about, how about likes and shares first? Oh, yeah, that too.
1: Likes and shares. Um, oh, the, the blank newspaper is doing its uh, best of Knoxville again. So if you want to go nominate us for best podcast again. If you are we a Knoxville native. Knoxville native. Yeah, you got to be. Gotta be an Oxville native.
0: If we have still produced the same quality content that got us the nomination and win the first year, I think we can do it again.
1: Well, here's hoping, so. And on that note, shut the fuck up, Greg.
0: (laughs) He's Aaron.
1: She's Elizabeth. And and we're we're married married to the the idea.
0: idea.